like sands through the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. Nah, it's on the PA. Hello, everybody. This is Patrick Alexander. Welcome back to On the PA after a one-week hiatus. Uh, I took a week off because, again, after three wonderful episodes, I thought I deserved a bit of a vacay. And as I mentioned, I mean, that's half of a British series. So here we go into episode four. And this one, uh, you know, when I try and do these, I I don't really... uh, really know where it's going to go until I kind of nail down who's going to be on it, if anyone's going to be on it. Uh, I didn't have a guest last week, two weeks ago, I should say, because we did a a little St. Paddy's Day thing, but I have a very special guest this week, which is a good friend of mine and someone who is a mover and shaker in the Niagara Falls community. Uh, She's a singer. She's a musician. She is first and foremost an activist, and that is the effervescent Miss Fallon Shaw, which I will get to in the second half of this episode. But I thought, if Fallon's my guest, like, how should I, uh, you know, structure this episode and I thought gay and I thought no okay well that's like every episode um and then I thought mm, you know what what do I have in common with Fallon that I could kind of center this around other than gay and then I thought well no I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of divorce the idea of what I have in common uh what is different about us because we have like a lot in common so it's like ah that's way too broad a field uh and then I thought broad a field broad the word broad should mean wide and far-reaching but in slang broad is a very 1920s, 30s, 40s reference to a woman. And then I thought, well, that's it. I'm going to structure this episode around the power of the female, sisters doing it for themselves, who run the world, girls, um, and, and talk about basically how we need to empower women to fucking save the world. Born this way. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay, it's been two weeks since I, I've I've done this, and uh, in that time, at the end of March, um, March twenty second to be exactly, be exactly to be exact, uh, it was my birthday, again. So yeah, that's another reason why I was kind of slacking. I, I was you know caught up in the revelry of you know doing absolutely nothing for yet a second year. You have got to be kidding. Um, my birthday was March twenty second, so happy birthday to me. Um, it was my second COVID birthday because I spent last year's in isolation as well. So here's hoping, you know, next year that I'll actually be able to celebrate, you know, with family and friends and not, you know, a gas mask and YouTube clips. But I digress. Today, I'm actually uh, recording this segment on March the 28th, which is a Sunday. Uh, but more importantly, it is another notable birthday, another fellow Aries, another uh, huge inspiration of mine. Uh, and, and one of the most prolific artists, I think, to come along in the last, you know, 20 years. Uh, someone who actually made me re-love pop music and uh, see, you know, so much about myself and has basically changed the world for gay people, straight people, allies, women, everybody. You know who I'm talking about. 
the lady, the Gaga. So today is Lady Gaga's birthday. So happy 35th birthday, Lady Gaga. You know, I think she's made a lot of progress in her first, you know, 35 years. You know, no slouch this one. But, uh, you know, she she's such an inspiration to me and, and so million, millions of people around the world. And I know uh, my guest Fallon Shaw as well cites her as an incredible influence. And uh, if you hate Lady Gaga, I don't care. It's my show, so fuck you. Uh, she wrote Born This Way, which is still an anthem that I listen to almost daily because uh, it was the first time ever that a pop star has directly referenced by by name, you know, the LGBTQ community in a pop song. You know, she said, no matter gay, straight, or how does it go? Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm forgetting this. Okay. I'm going to edit this out because I look like an asshole. No matter gay, straight or bi, lesbian, transgender life, I'm on the right track, baby. I was born to survive. And uh, I remember I heard that song and I, I teared up. I was in the fucking Tim Hortons drive-thru on the way to work. And I wanted to stay home and just listen to the song, but you know, I knew I had to go. So I gave it a whirl. And I remember just hearing for the first time being really, really excited. It was so crunchy and so, you know, loud and so rock and so in your face, but also pop. And I remember that, that bridge really sunk in as I was like literally getting a coffee on my way to work. And it made me emotional because again, like, you know, it was somebody who was taking such a fearless uh, swipe at, you know, all of the oppression and all of the hatred and all the BS that, you know, LGBTQ people have to face on a, on a daily basis and basically saying, not only are you okay, you're going to be fine. You're going to live and saying, but I was born this way, you know, for years I have been just, you know, pleasantly horrified at these people who have tried to tell all these LGBTQ people that, you know what? No, you weren't born this way. It's an intrinsic disorder and it's, you know, or or it's, you know, something I watched as a kid or I didn't get enough hugs from my parents. Like, it's all such nonsense rhetoric. Because uh, I just knew, you know, I knew from the time I was a single digit age that I was not like other people, that I was attracted to the same sex. And, you know, you don't have a language for it. You don't have uh, any idea what to do or or where to turn. I didn't anyway. Um I think the world has changed in that there's a lot more representation now, but, you know, Lady Gaga was somebody who came along and for a whole generation of this generation coming up said to them, no, no, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. And that song is almost 10 years old. It'll be 10 years old this year. And that just shocks me to shit because I remember distinctly the day it came out and also ages me beyond belief. Um, so now I'm an elder twink. You know, uh, I, there's no categori categorization for people my age in, in the gay world. You know, there's like twink, which means you're young and thin and, you know, 21. And um, a bear is somebody who's chubby, but also kind of hairy. Uh, you know, then there's twunk, which means you're a hunk. You're not necessarily a thin, hairless gay. You're, you know, you've got, you got some definition, some muscles, you know. Uh, but other than daddy, which makes me want to throw up in my hat. I'm not wearing a hat, but I'd get one just a puke in. Uh, there was no classification for, you know, an older gay person. Um, how old? <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you. Let's just say uh, it's if 24 was looking in a mirror. Uh, but I've decided to elect myself Elder Twink, you know, still as good looking and as youthful as my, my youthful counterpart, but I've got some 
I've got some knowledge. I got some, you know, I got some tea to spill. I got some truth bombs to shed on y'all. So that's what's been going on with me. Let's move into our first segment, shall we? Now, let's go to the future, which is actually the present day. Because I, I take this out of order. Anyway, future. So I devoted the rest of this show to talking to my good friend Fallon Shaw. Uh, Fallon and I have known each other for years, and again, we've uh, watched Niagara Falls and the surrounding areas grow and change and dip and weave and all the other verbs you can think of uh, around the gay community. And we've been there on the front lines, you know, working in bars, drinking in bars, getting kicked out of bars. But all along realizing that, you know, we could aspire to go somewhere where, you know, um, gay people are more accepted or we could create that utopia here. And I decided to be a smart ass and take my uh, musings to the stage, whereas Fallon decided to hit the street and become an activist and a philanthropist and just a badass gay chick. Uh, she will talk to me in the next few minutes and we cover everything from her rainbow crosswalk initiative to her one woman show to Belle Biv DeVoe versus Tony 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 to Biff Naked to Alice Rose to my mistakenly thinking Mormons and Quakers were the same thing so you're gonna enjoy the segment this is my sit down with my buddy Miss Fallon Shaw So in the spirit of today's episode theme, which is sisters doing it for themselves, I am overjoyed to have as one of my very first guests, uh, someone I have known for almost 100 years now, uh, and I have watched her grow from the most popular bartender in our area at our one and only gay bar to an activist, uh, public speaker, and just an all around badass chick. And this is my effervescent beautiful friend Fallon Shaw. Fallon how are you my darling? Hi Patrick I'm well thanks for having me on the show. I am so happy that we can do this and it's actually going to record this time. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties have happened with us. It's We it's recorded out. yeah 51 minutes of stirring silence last time and <laughs> epic fail. You just have to imagine the interview. Yes yeah, so now we're on take 48. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna go with it <laughs> you know that's, that's right you know they always say you know under 50 is the, the way to go um yes. so I'm, I'm not even gonna waste a lot of time yik yakking but i just wanted to open up the floor so fallon has been uh integral in the lgbtq community here around niagara falls and i want to start with uh we'll get into our history in a minute but you uh had a victory in putting in the rainbow crosswalk in niagara falls which was landmark and I just want to know, yes. uh, talk to me about that process. How did that come about? And uh, what are your plans to move on? Yeah, that was um, something that was kind of random, not totally planned. Uh, it's It just happened to be that I was reading uh, a newspaper and they were telling me that a place called Coburg in Ontario had just, um, just yes, Coburg. They had Shut just up. installed their first rainbow crosswalk. And right away, I just thought, wait, we don't have one. Why does a place like Coburg, no offense to the Coburgers, Coburgers in the house, 
Um, yeah, but Niagara Falls is I, world famous. Like, come on. Yeah, I just figured like we're pretty we're pretty well known all over the globe. Yeah, we're established. And I thought, and I thought we we should if anybody we should have one. And Definitely. I reached out to Joyce Morocco, who is also a cousin, and she, former councilwoman, she said that this is something that we should work on. And she set up all of the meetings. I went into them and got the support from the community. And basically, um, it took about a year. It wasn't yeah. easy. There was a lot of backlash um, from certain groups of people online. Uh, yeah. I know that you, you got to see some of the hate that was being put out. But in the end, love won. And we were yes. able to put it in during a pandemic, but also in June during Pride Month. I hate you all so much! Did it on the 18th. So that right. was about the middle of the month. And it was great to still be able to do some type of celebration, even if it was socially distanced and people right. had to watch from home. Now, for those who haven't seen it, where can they find it? Uh, if you go down Queen Street, all the way down to where we have our city hall building, it is attached to the city hall building, and it's it directs you right into Rosberg's Park. So it is a great spot for me, I think, because I really wanted to show the solidarity with the leadership and, and showing that it was important that they helped us install that type of uh, symbol. Yes. Uh, a lot of people disagreed. They thought I was, you know, putting it in the wrong place, but... I really am happy where it is. And I well, think where, that where the hell else would it go? <laughs> what was, what's the right place? You know, a lot of people with the mentality that people that live in Niagara Falls, like they just all automatically assume Clifton Hill, which is not for the locals. I, I mean, no. we all go down there once in a while, but. But usually I by accident. Be, <laughs> I wanted it to be somewhere where I knew even I went and, and other people went. And, and that's also where we have our safe space, uh, Third Space Cafe. Yes. It just made sense to me. And, and I think uh, that, uh, you know, Queen Street is a wonderful, like, for more adult visitors, you know, people who say, you know, everything else is for the kids. You know, it's a wonderful street to go down, but it's like so far removed from the tourist area by, by Victoria that a lot of people don't know that it's down there. So I think it's yeah. good that it's there because it may direct more people down there. And I, and I know that just from like the, some information when I did some research on what's going to happen in the next five, 10 years in that area. Yeah. It's just the best place. We have a train station and a bus station. Everybody comes into our city. Most of them come through Queen Street first. That's if right. They're traveling that way. So I, like, it, it was a no brainer for me. That's what she said. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, it's on Queen Street. Like unlike Toronto, yeah. where they put the gay district on Church Street. <laughs> Ironically, yes. maybe. We yeah. put ours on Queen Street. You know what I mean? That's we're just. And again, like I think Victoria Avenue and God love Victoria Avenue. You know, you can get you know, wonton soup at a donut shop and you can see a hooker in the daytime there. But yes. I think it deters a lot of people because, you know, they don't see the, it's so far down the street. I think if they had a little more marketing towards that, you know, we could usher people or just give them like a safe bus. Do you mean, get, get the Lego <laughs> to take them down there. We got to talk to Google Maps and make sure they throw it on there so that people Absolutely. know where it is. <laughs> yeah. I'll Absolutely. right on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, your, your plate's very full too because I know you've been doing a lot of other things now since your landmark victory. So what are you up to nowadays? Well, I was just uh, I was just appointed to the diversity and inclusion committee for Niagara Falls, the first one. Mm -hmm. the had. So I'm totally pumped to see what's going to happen with that and, you know, some systemic change that we might be able to make. Uh, I'm working on a one woman show. Yes. I, I just won a thousand dollar grant from the city for uh, like just for production costs. 
that is something I've always wanted to do. And I, I, I'm lucky enough to know some amazing people. Like my director is Angela Minotti. I'm many yeah. people know who she is. If you ever were taught by her, she was probably your favorite teacher. Uh, Anyone she, who went in the public system and went to high school yeah. between like the nineties and now will know Angela Minotti. She's a legend. Stanford. She was at Wesleyan. No, she was at Stanford, but Wesleyan came to Stanford. But they combined, yeah, they combined schools to form one big drama department, which again is a Herculean task on her part. But I saw they did that show, what was it? Uh, We Will Rock You. And it was amazing. My cousin was in it. That's why I went, but it still was an amazing show. So Angela's a rock star. Yeah. And and she's just, um, she's the type of person that has worked with kids, you know, and she's she's seen these people grow up not being able to be who they are, not being able to you know, come out and she just sees what I'm doing and uh, we're really aligned in that way. Yeah, so it, awesome. it was a no brainer for that. And Shelly Glica, uh, who is also going to be an advisor on that, uh, is a good friend of mine. But the creator of Porch Stories, I should probably have been oh, okay. more of a um, Porch Stories in the falls. And I was able to be on that show during COVID last summer. And her and I just really hit it off. We actually Wonderful. first met at the Justice for Black Lives demonstration that I was helping with uh, Sherry Darlene with. That's where I got to meet uh, Shelly and we've been friends ever since, so. Awesome. It's been good. What's the One Woman Show gonna be about? It's gonna be about my life, basically. Uh, it's called Fallon, 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 which is not a spinoff of Tony, 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 for those <laughs> who know who that Fabulous is. Poison. <laughs> Editor's note. The song that I just sang back to Fallon in her Tony, Tony, Tony reference was That Girl is Poison, which is actually by Belle Biv DeVoe. Tony, Tony, Tony sang this. So Fallon, Fallon, Fallon is basically uh, going to be about all of the different things that I've gone through, the trials, the tribulations, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. And I'm going to be talking about um, mental mental health. I'm going to be talking about uh, what it's like to come out, what it's like to not fully be supported, and also to show the other end of that too. Talk about the allies. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to be talking a lot about mental health because I I think it all kind of roots from that, and just kind of where I'm going. Yeah, and it stems from your coming out journey, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's so important because, you know, I mean, Fallon and I teamed up about a year and a half ago to do the coming out stories, which she has now taken over and yeah, we're in amazing third, things with. We're in our third, our third season. I mean, sister friend here got Biff naked to come on her show. Like, hello. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, my God. Biff, I want to give a shout out to Alice Rose, though, because... Yes. She gave me the confidence to reach out because she said, you know, Biff's a really amazing person and she would probably really like you. And I was like, really? And I kind of that stayed in the back of my mind. And yeah, it happened. It was it was a fantastic interview. And you know what? She she's somebody who like, again, if you grew up in our generation, like Biff Naked was ubiquitous. Like she 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 came to local shows. She was a rock chick. She had wonderful. And look her up. Like if you're you're 16, you like missed her. Like she's she is amazing and now she's coming out with a new album though so i love that yeah uh she's gonna be doing a show with with buck cherry in october oh really um i can't remember the other forgive me for not being able to remember the other band but yeah so she's got a tour coming up and the cool thing is she's got her hands in a lot of things kind of like the way i do so we really 
we really aligned and it was it was a great a great interview and I learned a lot from her and she was able to kind of come out as a pansexual which is not what she's mentioned before she has always kind of identified as bisexual and I just thought it was really cool that she was so excited just to talk about how she loves everyone and I'm cool I'm calm I'm gonna be okay you know what though because that that term is very very new like that's probably the newest in the whole spectrum and when you don't have language for something you you can't discuss it like you don't you don't know that it's a thing until it's named I thought it was really important because I believe that when I do have people watch this, they're watching specifically for a reason because it's something that's not really out there. And I just think um, we just help the pansexuals a little bit in this community so people can understand like who they are and and what it is that makes them special. Yeah. Now for the listeners, and again, you know, I, I, I won't assume that everyone knows the terms, but pansexual is a fairly new term that means uh, bisexuality was always on a very strict binary of you like men or you like women. Pansexual opens it up to people who are trans, people who are non-binary. So pan covers it like, like a pandemic, which is a horrible comparison, but it's the, it's the suffix or it's the, the prefix. So pardon me. It opens it up to everybody. So these people just love people. They don't look at things like gender or, or orientation. Uh, it's the personality and the soul. Yeah. It's, it's not the private parts. A little more rigid. You like, you know, gay women or straight men, let's say. Yes. Um, but this does not let that happen. So I think it's, it's people struggle to say, well, that doesn't really define me. And bisexual is. I think it's a really I think when she said it and I kind of thought more about it because I hadn't really done a lot with pansexuals. I just thought, wow, this is really good because I know there's a lot of people that have a hard time identifying because everything's been put into these boxes. Yes. And I think, and, you know, as I, I talk to Levi Mann about this a lot, bisexuality especially is sort of the like neglected part of the spectrum yeah, because it really is. people like I, I see jokes people make. And I mean, the, our community as well make jokes about how it's like a layover to gay town and stuff like that. And that's such a limiting yeah. like you can't you can't be a part of this and then bash other people for their expression. Like, please. Yeah, we can't go no backwards cool. and say stuff like that. No. And, and again, like I remember like I always had to correct people. They're like. So if they're dating, uh, you know, an opposite sex, does that mean like they're no longer bi? I'm like, no, like what? <laughs> that is a huge misconception. Huge. Yeah. It, it's like they love who they love and they're with this person. And that, that doesn't mean that they cancel out the rest of their sexuality. Like, please. I think people like think too much about this stuff. Like, Absolutely. Not they are, no, they, they don't think enough about it. They talk too much about it. <laughs> they don't think enough yeah. about it. And then they end up putting their foot in their mouth when they do that. Or and both with shoes think- on. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. Heel to the throat. Oh, yeah. Manola. I just just watched, not that this goes with anything, but I just watched this thing. um, This guy took a pair of Manolos and just like redid them. Really? From like 40 years ago. Oh, like and they like looked, made them like re like updated them, like refurbished them. Like a shoe person. He just like this got the leather out, re- really? rebuilt the shoe. I don't know. I thought it was really I watched it twice and it was like a 13 minute <laughs> video. And I'm not someone that fixes shoes. No. So I mean we it all does have deserve that to be of being a cobbler, but not, not a lot of us see it through. <laughs> and I found out actually, here's another random thought that when I did my show on St. Patrick's Day that leprechauns were traditionally cobblers. They're like shoemakers who, I guess, become mischievous and hide gold under a rainbow. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't know that they, they were shoe people. I mean, I love I shoes. Either. So that's probably why I was able to watch that video twice. That's right. But otherwise I wouldn't have been able to get into it, but I didn't know that. Yeah. And I actually, leprechauns are, are referred to as a solitary fairy. And I said, that's my name during the pandemic. <laughs> solitary fairy. Yeah. I love I it. See them. So for, I love learning new things. I do too. I love documentaries. I've been on a huge kick lately. Um, <laughs> I, I just watched one about, uh, uh, well, David Bowie, no surprise there, but uh, <laughs> no. it's one I hadn't seen. Okay. So it's okay. Um, it was one about this woman who like apparently was abducted by this guy. She, okay. She worked in a prison as her husband. He was like a guard. She got abducted by one of the inmates because she was running an art program and he like abducted her for 10 years and then she got found oh. again. And now they're speculating and she's like, she went on trial because they thought like, we don't believe you got arrested or as abducted that you actually went willingly. Cause like they sent cards to each other. Like, there was like Valentine's and like all he had a heart there attack. There was a paper trail of well, some He love. had a heart attack and was in the hospital incapacitated and she still didn't try to escape. It's like, honey, like, <laughs> honey. <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, this is now becoming a relationship. That's longer than any relationship I've had. So, you know what I mean? Like, maybe I'm just uh, <laughs> looking at the law abiding too. For your one woman show, what I wanted to ask you uh, in terms of like putting it on, you said you're going to start with like smaller audiences and kind of grow it. Like a chia. I, the way I'm going to start it because because we're in such weird times and you can't plan things the way that you did, you know, two years ago. No. So my plan is to do the show the first time at the uh, Niagara Falls History Museum. That's where I started coming out stories with Shout you. Out. It's, it's, a, it's become a safe space and an educational hub, I, yeah. I believe. Absolutely. So it was important for me to do the first show there. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. Who knows where we're going to be um, in August? But if we're able to, I would like to have, you know, 10 to 15 socially distanced guests. Right. And that's, that's kind of what my vision is. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm also thinking, okay, this might not be able to happen. And I don't want to put my first one woman show online. Right. Because it's a very intimate thing for myself and I'll be very vulnerable. So yeah. my goal is to be able to do it live. And then be able to do it live again at uh, the Fire Hall Theater. Okay. I'm going to be working with them. And then maybe do it there. Maybe it runs there for a month or so. We're not really sure what's going to happen. Yeah. But Well, I, I'll tell you from a stand-up background, you know, if you did something like a Zoom invite, you can only do 50 people. And it's, it's yeah. weird. Like, they can't tape it. They can't. And they can watch it. Um, yeah. And that was good for us, like, for stand-up. Because you don't really want more than 50 people at this point. And uh, it was easier to control. But, like, there's no way for them to bootleg it you know what i'm saying because i know i feel the same way it's like well whenever i knew there was a camera and like people were watching it live stream for some reason it yeah. like upped the ante like i, I yeah, just felt does. more nervous and i never really feel nervous but you just don't know who's behind it it's like when i, when I swim in dark water and i can't see the bottom like what if there's a creature i don't swim in dark water never no, did a, it's i a always thought there was like monsters yeah like i'm not cool with the ocean either but like i can at least see the bottom of that like i've seen those sharks come during up the on the day no way Anyway, my metaphor is <laughs> going awry, but that's something you should do, though. I mean, like, just to open up to more people. Yeah, that's what I want to do. But like I said, the vulnerability. And yeah. I believe um, what I'm going to be talking about is going to be something that needs to be experienced Absolutely. in person at first yeah. so that I can feel that energy and see what if what I'm saying is, like, being digested properly. That's yes. 
I can't put something online where I have never done it in front of a, no, an audience. That's a big risk. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just trying to do it's one. It's my first one. And I want to, I want to give it the respect it deserves because it's, it's been a long time in the making. Yeah. Like you want it to be like, right. you know, Liza with a Z and not only fans. <laughs> Liza. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's got a sparkle. <laughs> Valen and I met in 2005, and I remember the, the year distinctly. Um, and I have a picture actually of the first night you and I met <laughs> because I don't, I don't remember why. Because back then I actually had to take out a camera. We didn't have like cell phone cameras back then. And I had a camera. No. I was wearing a killer's t shirt because I was like the coolest. And yes. you're like, it looks like you're like singing into a bottle. Um, <laughs> it was a moment in time. And I just remember I met you at, we had a mutual friend. And uh, yeah. when I first met you though, like I had no idea that you were gay. Because again, I can't. No, I did it very well. I cannot. You know, the I can spot a toupee from like ten paces, but I couldn't tell. And I remember, like you and I just got on immediately. And I, I very rarely had that experience with humans, where it's like, it's like we just are our wave connected, and it's like I, you were picking up what I was throwing down, I was picking up what you were yeah. down. It was like we're both really quick when yes. we like when we're conversating. So. It did it, and it felt like I had been friends with you just as long yes. as I had known yeah. the people that I was already at when you visited. And that made me think of like um, reincarnation because it's like I believe like that familiarity. It's like you don't recognize who it is, but like you just feel it. You just know I know this person, and I already get it. And I think because we're both funny, like in our past lives, I was the comedian last time, and you were like the activist, <laughs> and that's why we just we're yeah. so so good when we talk. A torrent we're insane. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is great. It's interesting to be sitting here talking to someone I've known for twenty years or so, uh, and or close to that fifteen, yeah, at least, and just and just to be talking about what we're talking yeah. about, like we talked when we were younger about you know yeah. you having a show and I said I'd love to have a show one day and the fact that we're doing that and it's it's coming full circle I just love it and I just I want to like, just show and I just love feel, to that. you know what for the longest time I just felt like you know what they're like the, the internet opened up the world to everybody especially now with podcasts and stuff I thought like you know there's so many outlets for creative people yeah, to really be seen is. And yet what I'm seeing is a lot of uncreative people, you know, flooding, <laughs> flooding our, our, our airwaves with their stuff. And I just thought <laughs> some are great, but like, you know, I, I feel like I, I never wanted to do like a gimmick with this show because like that can kind of fade. Um, and the ones that, I, yeah. you know, there's sort of a slant to them, but like also they're, they're short, but they're also uh, people that I would want to know more about or things I'd want. Exactly. So that's what I'm kind of mm -hmm. for. And I just think that, especially now we're in a time when, I believe like we have to empower women to save the future or else we're, we're never going to last. And yes. We're it. about, you know, 3000 years too late on that, but oh yeah, yes, we need to start doing that. I for mean, sure. women's only, they've only been able to vote for what, like less than a hundred years, I think. Oh, like we can't, that is, a, that is a whole other like month long. Yeah. Topic. <laughs> but even the fact you know, that, you know, like so yourself, like, you know, you can now turn, you know, what was, something so stigmatized and full of, you know, homophobia and sexism. Now it's like you turn it into art and you claim that power over it and female. Yeah. And it just goes with whatever it goes with what I'm doing, yeah. like doing the one woman show. It just goes with everything that I'm doing because it's going to be about what I'm doing. Yes. Uh, up until this point. Now so uh, I'm really excited. You have a, 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 you just started your own podcast. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really announced it to anyone, but yes, I was inspired after we were talking last week and, I thought 
maybe I'll start something. So on Anchor, I have started a show called Valley Under Five. And it's just quick little stories or interviews. And they're always under five minutes because I have a really short attention span. <laughs> and I know that many others do as well. Oh, yeah. I'm not the only one. Awesome. Now, I know also coming up, uh, you have plans for oh. summer. Yes. Because you never stop. So. I'm going to tell you what? about some really fun things please, that please. are happening this summer. So technically, it's still spring. But for Pride this year, Woo! we are doing coming, yes, coming out stories, um, Pride edition. And we have one of the most famous drag queens I've ever known, Macy Manolo. Yes. Woo, woo. Woo! Which is which is Daryl Dieball, and I've known him since I worked at the at the gay bar, way back. And the cool thing about having Daryl on there is I'm going to be able to have someone that's doing a bunch of community work and yes. is already has his feet and his hands wet in trying to make things better. He's got his heels so stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so he's going to be. That's June third, seven p.m. It's going to be through Zoom. Uh, it's going to be on Facebook Live under City of Niagara Falls Museums. And I've got a bunch of episodes that are on the YouTube. So if you go on, sit on the YouTube. On the YouTube. That sounds, I just got <laughs> really old there. City of Niagara Falls Museums. Follow them on, on Instagram and on Facebook. And as well, you can follow them on the YouTube. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm going to be talking about it on this podcast, too, because, I mean, you know, our, our pride has gotten bigger and bigger and it's, it's such a inspiration to see because it, and people are starting to work together. Yeah. Like now I'm doing, I'm working with pride Niagara on this because of Daryl's association with pride Niagara. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been trying to do this whole time Unify. is to take everybody, bring us together. I mean, I work best alone me, oh, and I girl, don't mean alone. Me <laughs> I'm an army of one. And uh, some people are intimidated by that, but other people see that as a chance for me to be a leader and to yeah. get some real change. So I, tr I tend to work on my own. Because you're an Aries, baby. <laughs> but I know I'm a Pisces. Are you Pisces? Worse. I, yeah, well, March 1st. Worse. That's right. Yes, I'm the fish. Right. I just, I want to include people and I have a, like a team of people that work yeah. with me. But I do most of the decision making yeah. and the ideas and the creative. Well, you got to be a boss, baby. <laughs> yeah, I've been oldest of six kids. I've been practicing being a boss since I was a child. <laughs> what, where do you fall in that lineup, by the way? I forgot. Eldest. So, yeah, I was a boss. Oh, you're the eldest of all six. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're I'm top the of the heat. Yes. And, you know, it was all great until they started getting older. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I lost control. They're so cute <laughs> when they're babies. But yeah, oldest of six and also the oldest grandchild of like, I think it was 18 or 19 on both sides. Me too. So I'm, this was literally just waiting yeah, to happen. My brother and I, I were the, the first grandchildren on both sides from my mom and my dad. And we were the first cousins on both sides. So we were always a numero uno, let's say, and duo. <laughs> You, I, I do remember, I, I know this is completely off topic, but as far as cousins go, you used to do a thing called cousin we stock did. or cousin fest. We did, yes. Is that something that has gone on to an online platform um, or no. are you, you just know waiting like until you get together? The whole point of cousin stock was to get together, catch up, and then like get completely trashed, right? So, I mean, we, yeah. we I'm sure once the pandemic's over, we do that again, but uh, it's not the same to do it online. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's no, it's not. not. Now you're just getting drunk in front of a computer screen. You know what I mean? 
one of one of the cousins is like, no one's letting me talk. <laughs> and they're just drinking, drinking I, I all of the wine that's from the parents. <laughs> no, I do think it's beautiful the type of connections you have with your Shout family and your friends. And your friends. Well, you've always been listen to always... my iPad on my, my podcast is the last one about this. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear the shout out i gave you no on <laughs> oh um, i'll be on like because of what happened i was supposed to do like she was supposed to be live right just like everything was supposed to Ooh. be live <laughs> um, oh, Beth. Okay, yeah. when she came on the show we ended up like it was supposed to be live and there was stuff that was lost for it being online but it's just where we're at, right? It's like the way we have to do things. But now. I think you know what? It, just, it, it was still good. I mean, person. it's not like they could have like the Thank you. right? Like they would have watched just watched it anyway. If you hadn't told anybody, who would know? Yeah. <laughs> I just I would have maybe I'm just being selfish. I really wanted to be like next to Beth naked while I was interviewing her. Oh, absolutely. I feel like from what I've heard about her energy, it, it would have been revitalizing. I for think me. you'll get that chance still. It was even through the, I mean, I felt a connection through online as well. It was just. Can I just say though, she, I, I was astonished that she is 50. Like, I, I, yeah. I couldn't, she looks like right? she's 22. She literally looks what she looked like. Yes. When, like she looks like the type of artist that still looks like they did when that hit came out in the 90s. Oh my God. And like, she's lived through cancer and she still looks amazing. She lives a very healthy That's life. That's probably it, And yeah. one thing I want to plug, she's in, she's, she's in, I don't know if she's the owner, but she's affiliated with a company called Mona Lisa Heals. And it's CBD for oh, okay. um, humans, CBD for dogs. It's anti-stress. It's for stuff for pain. So I think that she's a naturalist. And I think that, she, you know, she probably knows a thing or two about homeopathic uh, studies. And I, she just, she knows yeah. a lot. Like, I really can't go on enough yeah. about you know the type of well, whatever she's doing, if you've never read I her know. book <laughs> i'll take a bath I, okay i'll tell like you like her. <laughs> yes if she delivers it we're actually um so another thing i'm doing yes. before you know before you kick oh, me off please. i want to let everybody know that i'm going to be doing this thing because pride is going to be another online uh, escapade which is oh, fine i've decided <laughs> yeah i've decided I'm going to do something called the great big giveaway Ooh. and I'm going to be giving prizes away the entire month of June. And, you know, you'll see me with the flag or just, just kind of fun little videos where I give prizes away just to keep the momentum, just to keep people feeling like there's still like that unity yeah. feeling and there's still people that care and there's still some stuff going on. And that must so go so fast. That is happening all June. Yes, it yeah. does. Absolutely. And, I've Biff Naked is donating a I don't know if I should say this I was going to keep the surprises surprise but she is donating an autographed um, book her her memoir wow. and like that's an amazing yeah. gift for me to give somebody and she's just really excited and she she's she said she was honored that she was even asked to be a part of it and Aww. that's the kind of person she is and you heard it here first buddy. and that's our TED talk on Biff yes. Naked <laughs> I'm and where can we find you, Fallon? Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I can also give out my personal email. Patrick can post that or something. But uh, Fally Saves the World. F-A-L-L-Y-S-A-V-E-T-H-E-W-O-R-L-D. That's on Facebook and Instagram. That would be your best way to get a hold of me. And you'll be able to see what's going on in the community. Awesome. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, um, this is like, I, and again, anything Fallon has said, again, I will be promoting. And again, we're going to, you can get all of her uh, links and deets in under this podcast. I'll put it in my, my bio. And uh, again, or just, just write to me. Cause I mean, what am I doing? Um, and I, before I leave you, you know, um, you know, pandemic has separated us, darling, but you know, like I can talk to you and we pick right back up and I hope uh, you've had fun here. I really wish we could do this face to face. Fortunately, I have friends like you that are like that. I, I love that. Mad props to you, girl. And again, I want to do this again when I can actually look at your beautiful face and we can like, you know, I want to do it on like a YouTube thing too. You know what I mean? We get a visual going on. Um, yes, we'll do a nice update. Absolutely. When, maybe when the lockdown. Whenever the done. hell that's going to be. I don't know how many more <laughs> we have. <laughs> Jesus, it's like we're turning into like this. Everyone, just so you know, like this is my public service. Like we have to do everything we can to end this, including vaccination and masks. Yeah, because I want to see Fallon's face again, and I'm just getting tired of you know everyone just being a little little too will he nil he with these rules. So I wear. Yeah, let's just like let's just like buckle down yeah. and get it over with. That's how I feel. like it. Like a like a Mormon shoe. Let's do it. Like a Mormon. I meant to say Quaker, and it I love you, Patrick. So I love you. Well, there you have it. Another episode of On the PA. That's number four. And uh, what a delight to talk to Fallon. Again, she's one of my good friends and just a cracking interview. And again, a little bit of a sound difficulty because when you, uh, you know, go through this app and uh, you're having two people talk on the same device, a little bit of snap, crackle, pop. But again, I still think it was fire. And uh, my parting words, again, this whole episode was based around women I find inspiring, you know, Fallon being one of them. And we have to empower women. So again, always be friendly to any lesbian you meet because they may end up being one of your best friends. And uh my apologies to Belle Biv DeVoe for uh, miscrediting them with a song that was actually Tony, 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 or the other way around. I think I even screwed that up. Sorry, guys. Uh, shoutouts to Biff and everyone else we mentioned in this episode. Like me, follow me, send me a message. You can. And I'm on a lot more platforms now because I'm spreading like herpes. And I hope that uh, I see you again next week. So for this week, the 1st of April, I'm Patrick Alexander. This was on the PA and... I don't know. Go enjoy spring. Do something. I still haven't figured out an ending. I'll get there. I promise. So bye guys. Bye.